Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner here on what is a Wednesday, Jamie? Is that what day of the week it still remains to be? I have no idea anymore. Sure. It is a Wednesday evening when we are recording this show. It's probably going to be early Thursday morning by the time you listen to this show as Jamie and I are in the basement in a back room of the Mobile Convention Center recording this podcast live from the Senior Bowl. Chris doesn't know it, but I've sold one of his kidneys. The guy's going to meet us here in a little bit. So that's why I'm down here to do this uh, podcast in a, in a dark room. That all makes sense now. But yes, we are here, Senior Bowl. Uh, it has been a very busy week. There has been a lot of stuff that has gone on. There's a lot of stuff for, for us to talk about here from the Senior Bowl. We have the fourth round, uh, the fifth round, excuse me, of your way too early mock draft that we are going to get to here on the show as well. But before we do that, there might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with a new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just football. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Jamie, dad joke in person, where do you want to start this show today? Since BetOnline is where the game starts, where does this show want to start? We've done this bit for like weeks And I told you, since we're in person, I figured I would do it again. It still sucks in person, too. So We should talk about some of the playmakers here in Mobile, Alabama. Sure. I feel like let's start with some of the guys in the Senior Bowl, Chris. But I wonder who stood out to you. You were you got you got your poncho <laughs> did on. You got your your get up, your umbrella. You braved the rain to watch guys. Who stood out to you today that could have some fantasy relevance? So you and I spent a good portion of today watching practice together. We, we did, did not watch practice uh, on Tuesday a lot together. I was off by myself with some of the other members of the TDN scouting team. So you and I watched a lot of practice today, and you know, and we do have somewhat of a live studio audience. Some of the TDN staff is still here hanging out with us while we record the show. We've held them hostage as well. Uh, they know that for me, a big thing going into day one was I got to see these tight ends. Yes. I, I got to see what these tight ends bring to the table. And Trey McBride was my guy. He was the guy that I had circled on the roster. I was like, I want to watch Trey McBride play some football. You've now watched Trey McBride play some football, Chris. For two days. Yeah. He's not my favorite tight end anymore. He's not. And I think this is an interesting conversation because I think it's a pretty strong tight end class overall, both the guys that are down here at the Senior Bowl and those that were in Las Vegas or I guess currently still in Las Vegas for the Shrine Bowl. We don't really see rookie tight ends make huge fantasy impacts very often. We butt... We did get two this year. And now, I think there are a couple in this class, too. Yeah, I mean, look, Kyle Pitts didn't have the season fantasy-wise a lot of people were hoping for. A but a thousand was, yards as a rookie. It, but it's extremely productive. Yeah. Pat Fryermuth came on a lot uh, in the last three months of the season there. So it's not out of the question for teams like the Jets that need a tight end. Oh, yeah. That somebody 
that we have watched today is going to be fantasy relevant. Maybe not in week one, but by week five, six, seven, or in the back half of the year. And I didn't actually answer your question. You said who stood out to me, and I said Trey McBride was moved down my rankings. Correct. And it was because... Jeremy Ruckert has moved up my rankings. He has stood out to me in this position group, in the tight end position group here over these first two days. A guy that was not utilized so much as a pass catcher in that Ohio State offense. I think when he gets to the next level and he gets put in the right situation with the right quarterback in a system that uses the tight end a little bit more, I think Ruckert can be a very big fantasy impact player. And I think another tight end here that's having a really strong start to the week is Isaiah Likely. Yep. And I don't think that should surprise anybody. He was in the initial TDN 100 way back in over, over the summer. He's continued to... He's, kind of oscillated inside outside he's back in now in the in the latest update but if you're in fantasy you want vertical threats I don't care how well they can block except for the fact that I want them to get them on the field obviously but I don't care how well they block I don't care about if they can play H back I want these guys to make an impact as receivers in the fantasy market and that is somebody that I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on to find his landing spot this coming year I'll ask you Jamie uh, any players that stood out to you the running back position was a big talk amongst our group today uh, when we got back as a staff we were talking a lot about uh, the running back position but there have been a lot of I think uh, playmakers on offense that, that have stood out so I will give you the opportunity to throw out any names that stood out to you yeah you know I think to me the most interesting part is when you're talking fantasy rookies even though we've had a lot of fantasy wide receivers lately that have been really really strong it's usually the fantasy running backs that are going to make those impacts right away as rookies. So, you know, as I'm looking at some of the running backs that were here, and there's some really intriguing names that we have seen throughout a bunch of different practices here. I think Tyler Beatty has been one that has been absolutely fascinating. He's really good on me. Tuesday. He was really good on Tuesday. Uh, somebody that really stole the show today as, I, as I'm looking through the rosters here again. Uh, it's it's, it's Damian Pierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked really back. good today. Looked great today. And look, I don't. There isn't a consensus RB1 right now. You know, whether it's No, Kenneth, the door's open. The door's certainly open for that spot to be taken. The, right now, I, I assume most people would say either it's Kenneth Walker, it's Isaiah Spiller, maybe it's Kyra Williams. Like there's, you know, Hassan Haskins, who was supposed to be here, is not He's ended not up here. here. It's open. And I could see, I don't really see a running back going in round one. So once we get into that round two conversation, I could see several of these guys coming off the board in different orders. It's not decided yet. And I think any of these fantasy running backs, pretending on where they land, if they go to a place like Atlanta, if they go to a place like Arizona, become extremely interesting right away. I'll tell you this, though, Jamie. We talk about the wide receiver position. There was one guy that was on these lists, uh, on these rosters to be here, ultimately decided to opt out. Understandable. That's their decision. But a guy that I really wanted to be able to see up close in person, I think from a fantasy perspective, would have been Jahan Dotson. I thought that would have really been a huge help for us here on this show to be able to see him in person and then be able to to kind of talk about him because amongst the group of wide receivers that were here that's the guy that I circled of okay this is a guy that could go in the back half of the first round of the NFL draft and certainly based on the teams that are going to be picking back there there's going to be an opportunity to be an immediate starter and get a lot of targets thrown your way so a little disappointing about that but other players have stepped up and, and have made the most of that opportunity and we've been able to see a bunch of them yeah and there's there are some really good wide receivers here I'm just not sure we're going to see a ton of year one fantasy value as, as we talk about some of the guys that might be going in the mock draft over these next few rounds the names you've heard before it's Jahan Dotson it's Jalen Burks it's it's Jamison Williams it's some of those guys and they're not here right now you know there's some guys that stood out to that look you know I mean I've liked what I've seen from Calvin Austin but is he going to be a year one impact guy for fantasy purposes I'm not sure uh, you know, Jalen Tolbert's showing flashes here. Guy that I think could, could easily get drafted on day two. But is that a guy that you're going to draft in your fantasy outside the last maybe round or so as a flyer? Again, probably not. Um, you know, look, there are a lot of guys that I like 
uh, in this class overall. And, and we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to the mock. But I don't love the top of the playmaker class for fantasy purposes anywhere nearly as much as I liked last year's group. Is that perhaps a tease that a rookie or two may, might show up here in the fifth round of the mock that we're taking a peek at? Is it, is Possibly. It a tease on your on your Possibly. Okay. Well, before we get into that, what I'm about to say might shock you. But the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a GOAT on the field. He's a GOAT when it comes to investing, too. He invests in stocks crypto, and even art. Now you can invest like the GOAT with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investment platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in the in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And even better, art prices outpace the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 all the way up to 2021. In fact, early investors already have received an over 30% IRR in 2020 and in 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join three 300,000 other members and invest like the goat. Get priority access with their game day promo. Go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.art slash disclaimer. All right, Jamie, let's get into this way too early mock draft as we have round five up that you posted up yesterday on the draftnetwork.com. And it's been a while since we've done this, so it's nice to actually have you have written out who the teams were because I really forgot what we did last week. We've been down here doing a lot of stuff. I've totally forgotten. And, and by the way, we've been, since we've been down here, like Tom Brady retired, Brian Flores is, is taking the league down. I, where's Jim Harbaugh? Is, is he back in? He's, yeah, Jim Harbaugh is, is like he, flirted with Minnesota, then went back to Michigan. Nine-hour interview or whatever it was? Yeah. Vikings love their nine-hour interviews. I wonder if they showed up hungover. On that note, we will get into the uh, way too early mock draft here with uh, pick 5.1. This team, Derrick Henry, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Tyler Lockett. They're going to add another pass catcher to this mix. A pass catcher, Jamie, that it really doesn't matter the quarterback that is throwing this guy the ball, but he might have a quarterback there, at least in the short term, with Davis Mills. Brandon Cooks is who's coming off the board Look, here at 5.1. Death taxes me making fun of you and Brandon Cooks returning wide receiver two value in fantasy. They're the only constants in life. And look, it didn't matter that there was no Deshaun Watson. The combination of Terod Taylor and Davis Mills, he was able to finish as the wide receiver 20 in average fantasy points per game last year. Top 16 in total points. And look, he, I mean, he put up at least a dozen points in nine of his 15 games this year, even with very inconsistent quarterback play. Uh, I did like what I saw from Davis Mills to end the season. I expect him to take another step forward in, in 2022, pending this coaching search that e ending at some point could be disastrous. Uh, but I, I still think that Brandon Cooks is, when he's healthy, he gives you wide receiver two production. He's a constant value in fantasy. And I see no reason why he shouldn't be here in this pick. This is what, pick 49? So he, to me, he's a guy that's a top 50 pick. I'm not going to make you do math on the air here in front of everybody. It's really late, and I don't think I could do that math. Uh, Jamie, I think the thing that really it's 10 stands out to me is the, the fact that Davis Mills finished the way that he did. He finished because, Jamie, the first couple games that Davis Mills was in there was not good. They were terrible. They were not very good. Yeah. And that scared a lot of people. This was the first pick that they made in the 2021 draft. They drafted Davis Mills as yeah. their guy, as their, their next quarterback, and he did not look good. And got hurt, took that time off. Tyrod Taylor came back. They had all those things, you know, happen to them. And then he got the starting job back after some injuries. And then looked like a totally different yeah. player. It was a totally different yeah. Davis Mills in the second half of the season. And that Davis Mills taking a next step into next season, that's got to be good for Brandon Cooks. Yes, it does. Absolutely. 5.2, joining Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen, and DK Metcalf. He's finally off the board here in the fifth round. Running back. 
for the New York football giants, Saquon Barkley. All right, Jamie, the floor is yours. Explain yourself. There are a lot of people that are angry right now that you have Saquon Barkley all the way down in the fifth round of your way too early fantasy draft. The fifth round, how dare you? Yeah, this, this will be year two of me reminding you that Saquon Barkley has already peaked. Uh, look, the reality of it is for fantasy purposes, he was always had a ceiling that was a little bit more capped with Daniel Jones. He was targeted way fewer with him at quarterback than he was in the early part of his career with Eli Manning. He has an extensive injury history at this point. Quite frankly, he was outplayed by Devontae Booker this year. Now, he's going to be a little bit healthier next year. We, we I spent all offseason explaining the historical drop in production that running backs have in the first year off of ACL surgery. He's now going to be two years away. But this was a guy that was... In the, in the fantasy points per game mark was hanging out with Daryl Williams and Miles Gaskin this past year. Uh, I And I, I know the argument, a lot of it's like, we'll buy into the talent. I'm not sure I buy into the talent anymore because I don't think the talent's at that same level that it was a couple years ago. And I just, so to me, I'm going to let, I understand I'm going to have zero shares of Saquon Barkley with this evaluation right now. I'm going to let somebody else take that chance. I'm not going to do it. I By just, the way, that paid off for me a lot. And anybody who listened to the show last year. I think when you look at a player like Saquon Barkley, you are betting on the idea that he is going to reach this extreme upside because I don't think the floor is worth it. I think there are too many other running backs that have a higher week to week consistent floor that are never going to reach the upside and the peak that Saquon Barkley can give you, but I don't think are going to reach the lows of a guy who can be inconsistent in an offense, can be hurt, and at times can be outplayed by other guys on that team. I, that's not a risk I'm willing to take. Now, here in the fifth round, I understand it. Sure. But over, this is where it'd be comfortable taking it. Overall, but. as a player, those concerns lead me to take so many other guys in front of him. And, and the thing is, too, is I don't think his peak is what people think his peak is for fantasy purposes. His, what is his, his peak? RB 11, 12? I don't think he's a yeah, top 10 I, running I, back. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's a mid-level RB 1 peak. And, and here's why. The, the peak that people are thinking about, are, are they're thinking of a 90-catch peak. He's not catching 90 balls. It's not happening. He's it's not a, it's a what have you done for me lately league. And for Saquon Barkley, the answer is not much. Not much. I don't care what you did in your rookie season. That doesn't help me right now. Somebody else can take him. I can't draft you off of that evaluation. I just can't. And for those reasons, I'm out. There you go. A little Shark Tank reference for you. Uh, 5.3, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins. QB1 is off the board. It took us five rounds to get here. Chris we, is pointing at nobody. QB, there are people in the room. QB1 is po- off the board. Josh Allen, QB1. Yeah, I think at this point, there's no doubt that Josh Allen deserves to be the QB1 in fantasy. Finished as the QB1 each of these last two years. He finished nearly two full points above Justin Herbert, who was the QB2 last season. He's got plenty of weapons. His rushing upside is sky high. Uh, there's really no hesitation here w- with Josh Allen. And, you know, yeah, he loses Brian Dayball, but he doesn't lose Ken Dorsey. And so he's, he didn't lose the entire system that's around him. Love the steps forward he has taken. And again, the rushing touchdown upside for Josh Allen is monstrous. And that's why he continues to be in this spot. Uh, 5.4, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, the picks for this team. And they are joined, Jamie, thank you so much for putting this guy here. Uh, wide receiver for the New York Jets, Elijah Moore, who had a very impressive rookie season after, you know, despite it being cut short and him not being able to finish the season. But a guy that has a rookie, with a rookie quarterback and not having that rookie quarterback for the entire time that he was out there, had to catch passes from Mike White, Josh Johnson, Joe Flacco, all those different people that were throwing Studs. him the ball. Zach Wilson as well. Still had a very impressive rookie campaign. And I think in dynasty formats, this is a guy that if you didn't pick up last year, when you look at the long term, this is a guy that I think uh, could, be, could be a steal going forward. Yeah, stock way up. And don't, don't let him fly under the radar because he wasn't really able to finish the season. From week 7 to 13, so right, right after the buy and before he got hurt, 
He was the number eight overall wide receiver in average fantasy points per game, scoring more than 15 points a game. And by the way, he I, didn't get to take, take advantage of Zach Wilson uh, and Mike LaFleur's strong finish to the season. What a great point. Because know, thank you. The, the way the season ended for the New York Jets, there's a lot to be made of the of the way that the coach and the offense, uh, the offensive coordinator and the and the quarterback really got on the same page late in the season. Elijah Moore wasn't around for that. That ended up being uh, Keelan Cole out there catching passes for this team. I mean, that's where they were. Braxton Berrios yeah. had that late surge late in the Jets season. Jets Hall of Famer Braxton Berrios. Well, if you ask certain Jets fans, they certainly feel that way. Uh, so he didn't get to take advantage of that. So if you if you assume a, a, a jump in production from Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson can stay healthy, if Elijah Moore can stay healthy, that connection is going to be a thing next season. Even with Corey Davis coming back, even with what I think is going to be an improved offense, they are going to bring in more pass catchers. I think they're going to bring in a running back via the draft. There are, there are ways they're going to transform this offense. I still think that young connection of Wilson to Moore is going to be a, a, a big thing going forward. I think Elijah Moore's top 15 wide receiver upside. Love to see it. I really do. Second quarterback off the board here, 5.5. Joe Mixon, Debo Samuel, David Montgomery, DJ Moore. They're going to be joined by... Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, only two QBs have finished in the top five at the position in total points each of the last two years. There's Josh Allen who came off the board at QB1 and Patrick Mahomes here at QB2. Those are your first two quarterbacks off the board. Funny how that works. It is funny how that works. Look, he's going to have plenty of offensive weapons. He's got the offensive masterminds around him. He doesn't have the same rushing upside as Josh Allen, but like Patrick Mahomes' floor is absolutely sky high here. Now, I don't take quarterbacks in the top 50. I didn't take any quarterbacks in the top 50 here. Uh, I understand that that makes me different, but in a single QB league, there's way too much talent available. There are right now, even with Tom Brady retiring, who I had to take out of a future round of this mock, there are wow. still t- 12 quarterbacks that I would feel really good about entering the next season with. And if you're in a 12-team single quarterback league, guess what? That means there's one for everybody. Uh, the midway point, 5.6, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Elijah Mitchell is back-to-back Kansas City Chiefs, running back uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair. And Jamie, can I read the first sentence of your uh, of your story here? You can. Uh, where you said, I really don't know what to do with Clyde Edwards-Elair. I mean, you could have just stopped right there. There didn't have to be the explanation afterwards. That was probably enough. So, so scout Keith Sanchez is in the room with me. Extensive LSU background. And we've had these conversations over some of these football games of like Clyde Edwards-Alaire's look good in spurts, has suffered with a lot of injuries. And when he's hurt and misses time, other guys are getting work. Darrell Williams is getting work. Derek Gore's getting work. Uh, Jarek McKinnon got work. Uh, and past it was, you know, Damian Williams getting work. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that have gotten work uh, around Clyde Edwards-Alaire. When he was on the field, he finishes the RB26 in average fantasy points per game. I kind of think they're going to add somebody else to that backfield that's going to be an upgrade a little bit over Dale Williams, who's a pending free agent. You know, I do think there's still top 15 upside running back with him, running back upside, I should say, with him, but there's a lot more risk than I like. And quite frankly, if we took out his career debut performance, I think we'd have a lot different conversation about Clyde Edwards or Lair in the fantasy community right now. So this is another guy that I'm willing to take at the right price, but I'm absolutely going to let somebody else take the risk for. Jamie, got a question for you. I hope so. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. The Come lo- on. The and love and adoration no, of those no, Nothing around is the you? answer. There's nothing more important than peace of mind. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind when you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter 
better the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Jamie, we are in the second half of your mock draft. Pick 5.7. Another quarterback coming off the board joining Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Chris Godwin, and Marquise Brown. I think this is a bit of a shocker to me when I saw this because there's a different guy that I thought would have been here on uh, for you at QB3. Instead, it's Kyler Murray coming off the board here joining this team. Yeah, look, the second half is not somewhere you want to put the Cardinals in recent years, but in this case, I, I love having Kyler Murray in this spot because I think you're going to get him at a little bit of a value. Miss some time, only finishes the QB10 in total points, but on a per-game basis, you know, Murray has joined Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes as the only passers to finish his top five scorers on a per-week basis in each of the last two seasons. He's got a lot to prove. He'll get DeAndre Hopkins back healthy healthy next year uh, maybe he'll get a number two wide receiver that will care and try the second half of the year oh that's uh, nice you know or in the end zone against the the you know when the game's on the line doesn't think it's a run play you know it's fun things like that but look Kyler Murray still has got a ton of upside I love the talent I love the rushing ability uh, I hope he comes back with a chip on his shoulder if he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder after the way this year ended I don't know what would do it so uh, to me I still think the upside in fantasy is still sky high he's got QB one overall type of potential like he was last year I'd be more than happy to take him as my QB three I'll tell you what this next team I'm renaming here on the fly this is all risk team for Jamie Eisner here this team Najee Harris DeAndre Swift Calvin Ridley Adam Thielen J.K. Dobbins joining the mix here uh, for this team. Jamie, explain the thought process. Uh, a guy in J.K. Dobbins who didn't play uh, this season, a lost season due to injury. We it, This is not a Cam Akers situation where we have the vision of yep. seeing him play football that we can go into the offseason, the fantasy offseason, and into draft season going, no, I watch Cam Akers look extremely explosive in the playoffs, in the postseason, while the Rams make a Super Bowl run. J.K. Dobbins doesn't have that. The, you have to go all the way back into the memory bank to the season prior, and that's a tough thing in, in, in the fantasy community. It's a tough thing to do because all of these players you see uh, all year long. You put J.K. Dobbins here on this team. Explain. Yeah, and look, this is going to be lower than I expect he goes. There's going to be a lot of hype around him, and I get it. Baltimore runs the ball a lot, but what also Baltimore does is they never commit to one running back, and guess who else is coming back from injury next year? Gus Edwards, who they paid some money to. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards is going to get a lot of work. Gus Edwards is a guy that was getting uh, like a 40% snap share before. I don't think he's going to out-touch J.K. Dobbins, assuming they both play the same amount of games, but I think he's going to significantly eat into his workload. I know everybody's going to go back to the, the long touchdown streak that J.K. Dobbins had uh, as a rookie in the end of the regular season into the postseason, and then obviously we didn't get to see him play this year. But to me, I think there's a lot of risk of some pretty low floors uh, when Gus Edwards gets a lot of work. Lamar Jackson's also a rushing threat, there's a threat to score inside the 10. So to me, I, I think there are more question marks, and I had them about J.K. Dobbins last year based on where his fantasy value was before the injury. Have him again this year. Somebody that, if he falls to me, I'd be like to take him. Not somebody that I'm going to actively target and reach for in my draft. Uh Four more picks to go. Uh, TD and yes. Fantasy does math here late at night. Damian Harris, five, the next pickup, joining Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Mark Andrews, and Terry McLaurin and Jimmy. It's always interesting to talk about, in fantasy terms, these New England running backs. And Ramondre Stevenson is still a thing there in New England, but you have Damian Harris here uh, firmly entrenched in the back half of the fifth round. Yeah, so he comes in as RB24 here. And as I say here in the section, which you can read at thedraftnetwork.com under the Fantasy tab, cheap plug, 
is that I think he outperforms this slot. The problem is, is he's got very limited upside. And when we're trying to draft some of these running backs in the middle rounds, you're going to be more enticed, at least I am, about guys that have potential to be top 10 players at the position. And it's just not going to happen for Damian Harris. He's not going to be a significant pass catcher. He's very touchdown dependent. Now, he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. So, I mean, that's nice of him. But to me, I look at it, he's going to need multiple opportunities to score any game to really be a matchup winner for you. So, he's RB24. I bet you he finishes closer to RB17 or 18. I just don't think he's got top 10 upside. And there's some other these guys that if things break right, can actually be league winners for you that I want to take ahead of him. And I'll tell you this, though. With a player like Damian Harris, Damian Harris, where you're so dependent on him getting into the end zone, that becomes a boomer bust prospect on a sure. weekly basis. And there's a lot of risk associated with going in that direction. And, and there, there are a few running backs like that. And there's like, there's like Derrick Henry at the top. And for fantasy purposes. And you have Nick Chubb, who's a poor man's Derrick Henry for fantasy purposes. And then you have Damian Harris, who's a poor man's Nick Chubb. Like, not talking about running styles or anything like that. I'm talking about specifically the way that they, they are successful for you in fantasy. The thing that makes Henry great is he's going to get a stupid amount of volume and all the goal line touches. Like, that's why he's able to sustain himself as a top two pick. You know, Nick Chubb gets a lot of it, but so does Cream Hunt. And so his volume isn't quite the same, and he gets off the field some. Then you have Damian Harris, who's, in a, who's in even more of a split than either one of those other two guys. Has no pass catching upside really whatsoever at that point. And I'm not sure he's the most talented back in the room. You know I love Ramondre Stevenson. Like so. I think Ramondre Stevenson is the more talented back, and so that, that 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 split might evolve over time to where we look in the second half of next season, and we're talking about Damian Harris, and we're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Ramondre Stevenson is clearly the younger, better more talented back he's taken over so I think having him here in the fifth round is is fair but there's risk associated with a player sure. like this and I think that is caked in uh, to where you have him uh, speaking of risk about a yeah. player uh, joining Nick Chubb Jamar Chase Jalen Waddle Michael Carter pick 5.10 I don't know who his coach is going to be I don't know who his quarterback is going to be I don't know what the roster of this team is going to look like I don't even know if he's going to be on the team I don't know if this guy's going to be on the team next season wide receiver currently for the New Orleans Saints Michael Thomas Giant shrug emoji. I don't know what to do with Michael Thomas. I got to put him somewhere. And here's here's the I, issue. Can you put him here though? I, I, I mean, I you did. did. You did. So I mean, clearly you, I can't because I did. There are so many question marks. Everything's a question mark. Yes. There's not a single thing that I know about Michael Thomas entering the 2020 season. I don't know who his coach is. I don't know what team he's playing for. I don't know who his quarterback is. I don't know his health status. I don't know what his team. I don't know who his teammates are going to be. There is nothing I can say for certain about the New Orleans Saints or Michael Thomas for next season. Chris, if there's one thing I know from watching the commercials during the NFL playoffs is that fortune favors the bold. And in this case, I'm going to go Michael Thomas here at 5.10. I, I have to kind of, I'm going to steal a word that Kyle likes to use. He's going to use it. I have like to foil these two things together because Thomas averaged only 13.8 fantasy points per game in his, the games that he played with Taysom Hill as a starter. He was up into a much more uh, appetizing 18 points per game in that brief stint with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Taysom Hill is their starting quarterback next year because I think nobody outside of Sean Payton's head and Taysom Hill and maybe Taysom Hill's family thinks Taysom Hill deserves to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I do think they're going to bring in somebody else or they'll be able to re-sign Jameis Winston or they'll bring in a rookie, but it's a huge question mark. Michael Thomas doesn't have the upside without Drew Brees that we thought he did. He also has missed this whole season. There's a lot of turmoil there. Uh, like this is, I think, is a decent spot for him where I still think he's got ups, top 20 wide receiver upside, maybe even top 15 wide receiver upside. He's not going to put up the volume he did before, but if he gets you back to what he did with Teddy Bridgewater in 2019, he's going to have tremendous value above this draft slot. 
And I think that's kind of what I'm banking on. I'm not banking on him being Michael Thomas wide receiver one category. I'm banking on him being Michael Thomas with Teddy Bridgewater in 2019 category. Since this is an odd round, I believe this statement is true. Team 11, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, George Kittle, and Josh Jacobs will be joined by a guy that I think is certainly the the old adage, it's what if, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and all that Devin Singletary has done for you in the fantasy community and for the Buffalo Bills lately is be their lead running back. And, Jamie, that's the last image that we have going into the season. You're not so you're not so willing to say Devin Singletary is going to be the lead back. They're going to get out of the way. They're going to make him the focal point of their rushing offense from a running back perspective. You're not there yet, but you can't ignore the way the season ended for Devin Singletary and the Buffalo Bills. No, and it was the workload that was really significant because Buffalo over the last couple of years has, has run away from giving any single running back a, a sustained workload but you know from week 15 through Buffalo's exit against Kansas City in the postseason Singletary averaged 17 carries per game uh, again I'm not exactly expecting him to get 17 carries per game in 2022 but I do think that commitment to the run game is a big factor for them they're going to have to diversify their offense a little bit if they're going to make to the if they're going to make it to and win the Super Bowl though that's still a goal that they have that they have not been able to attain and one of the biggest weaknesses of their game is they have no running game outside of Josh Allen that scared anybody they tried to correct that and they looked pretty darn good doing so uh, late in the season I think they're going to commit to that a little bit more than we've had expect that we expected before this is a guy that rose for me. He was not in my initial mock at this spot when I was showing you what my very, very first rough draft looked <laughs> Version like. Version 1.0. He looked a lot better. Like he, they, There were a few guys like that. Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny, Amon Ross St. Brown. Those are all guys that raised their draft stock pretty significantly in the back part of the season. The last pick, 5.12. Javante Williams, Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, Darren Waller. Jamie, does it pain you to have this player all the way down here? Around yeah, five? this hurts a little bit for you. Though. Yeah, this is not a good. This is not good for the Jamie Eisner brand. This is where talent and look, an opportunity didn't match the way I thought they would. And look, there's no way to sugarcoat. Miles Sanders had a bad season this year. Not have bad. a good year. No. But what I did like was the fact that Nick Sirianni and company really committed to the run game, and it was a concerted effort to pound the ball like nobody else was doing in the league in the back half of the season. And we saw some peaks with Miles Sanders uh, after that point, weeks 13 and week 15. He was really, really good for you. I still believe in his talent. I still believe he's going to be the most talented running back in Philadelphia's backfield next year. Second season with Sirianni getting to call up some plays. Another step forward for Jalen Hurts. Like I think there's some value in this pick. There's risk. There's, I, I think he could have but, another season like he did, but I do think there is top 15 running back value here in this spot. Where Where is he going? RB 25, 26? Yeah, 26. I'll tell you this, though. We were talking about it with Damian Harris, and I think it applies here. There's risk associated with the player, but you reach a point on the chart where you're kind of in a round where you can start to take those risks, yeah. and it doesn't really hurt you. And I think this is kind of that that that, that spot. Damian Harris, I, I think it applies uh, for him, and I think it also applies for Miles Sanders. And to your point, Jamie, what Philadelphia did in the second half of the season with their commitment to the run, I don't see that changing. Because do you know what I— It shouldn't. I, but you know what I don't see changing? I don't see Jalen Hurts all of a sudden— becoming this elite passer and Sirianni completely changing what they do on offense. Running the football is still the identity of this football team. I mean, how many 100-yard rushing games did they have as a team in a row? It was an NFL record at one point how many times they, as a group, were putting together 100-yard rushing efforts. It's the identity of their team. I think it would be foolish for Sirianni and company to get away from that. So that creates an opportunity for Miles Sanders to bounce back. 
Now it's up to him to take advantage of that opportunity because there's going to be a volume. There's going to be a chance for him to reclaim some of that fantasy magic that we've seen from him in the past. So it's not like he's going into a system where they just don't run the ball all that much. He's in a system where they have committed to the run. It's up to him to take advantage of it. So we'll see. And again, I think the, the back half of the fifth round here, the beginning of the sixth round, I think is certainly fair value. Um, next week, round six, next Tuesday, six days from now is when uh, you will put up round six. Only three quarterbacks here uh, through five rounds. So we'll be interested to see if we have to talk about some more quarterbacks. No rookies yet either, Chris. No rookies, R- rookies I, I no QBs, no defenses, no kickers here so far through five well, rounds of the way too early fans. Well, I mean, we had, three, we had three QBs, Chris, but thanks for paying attention. You said no QBs. Oh, I'm sorry. Three QBs. I'm glad, I'm glad you listened to the show. Uh, no, but so no rookies yet. Uh, no rookies, three QBs. You're not going to see a kicker or defense. Kickers, defense. Mock, so you don't have to worry about it. that. We are going to have a rookie finally come off the board. And, and I think, look, I bet you by the time we is get to Is it a rookie draft, we saw over the last two days? No. It is not. Okay. It is not. Okay. So... Rookie will come off the board, and I think more li- more than likely, rookie will go higher when I get closer to the, to the start of the season. But as I mentioned earlier in the show, like I just don't love the top end of these pa- of these playmakers right away, like I did the guys last year. I tend to agree. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you, and I think that. We've talked about this so many times. The reason why we do this is we want to see where the process evolves. Yep. This is how we, you and I feel now here on February 2nd. Do we feel differently after we see where the player goes, what the situation looks like? I think that certainly uh, opens, it opens up the opportunity. L- let me that. ask you this, Chris, and then we, we can sign off here because I know you're sleeping. You want to go to bed and have your warm milk. Um, if you had to put these wide receivers... It's, and it's, rank up... It's, like, it, let's, let's, cold, let's, let's cold milk with ice, by the way. In case you were curious. Cold milk with... Never mind. Uh, the whole milk, two percent, one percent. Oat milk, one percent, one percent. Haven't tried the almond milk yet. Heard heard it's pretty good. Um, I'm not not, not a, a fan. fan. Not a fan. Soy milk, I, I tolerate it. So I mean, so so it's one percent for me. Is yeah, a, I, I, I'm a skim guy. Skim guy, okay. Yeah, saving the calories. Okay, that's fair enough. Watching my girlish figure. Uh, okay. Uh, so look, t- to me, put yourself in your shoes like a year ago. Okay, looking at the wide receivers now. How many wide receivers from the last draft? Would you would you take in fantasy as a rookie? As a rookie, like think about not, not what we saw, but like what we were talking about last year. How many would you take over these guys now? You're taking Jamar Chase, then, take, and that's not revisionist history. Jalen Waddle's not revisionist history. Devonta, Devonta Smith, Smith is, is not revisionist history. Yeah, I mean, so that's at least three guys. Yeah, Can, do, do you mind? Do you, yeah, would you pull, entertain me? I'm gonna pull yeah, up. Yeah, pull it up. Yeah. Because I want to see, I don't want to speak out of turn here and be like. No, I also probably would have told you Terrace Marshall Jr. last year, and oops. Yeah, that one didn't work out very well. Kyle Pitts, we didn't include there. I said wide receivers, but yeah. All right, pass catchers, but okay, fine, whatever. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I'm just going in order here. Yeah, I would have taken Rashad Bateman. Elijah Moore? Yeah, I would have taken Elijah Moore. Rondell Moore? No. Dwayne Eskridge? No. Pride of the Los Angeles Rams, Tutu Atwell? Never. Uh, the Rams Mar- shouldn't have taken two. Terrace Marshall, who we've discussed. Yeah, I probably. All right. I was a huge Terrace Marshall. You you were on this guy, but I, I think you're you're going to be fair here and say no, Josh Palmer. I like Josh Palmer, but no, I, I would take a lot of wide receivers here over where I thought I would have had him last year. Uh, Diami Brown. No. Shout um, out to Diami Brown doing nothing this year. Amari Rodgers. No. Uh, Nico Collins. No. Anthony Schwartz. No. Going to keep scrolling. Remember when Anthony Schwartz had like a, ha- a good half and then everybody freaked out and then he did nothing again all year? Des Fitzpatrick. Stop it. Again, not what they've done. I, where they were at the time, I'm on Ross St. Brown. No, there's no way I would have done it at yeah. the time. Obviously, now, now clearly, it, yeah. but no, I have to be honest with myself. I wouldn't have done that. Jalen Darden? No. 
Never had a clear role that he was going to get. He was going to be always a late-round guy. Tylen Wallace? No. Jacob Harris? Shout out to Jacob Harris. No. There were some weird Jacob Harris stands in the fantasy community, though. Amir Smith-Marset? No. He had a nice week 18. I think that's it. I see Frank Darby down there. Yeah, we're out of the way. Forks up. Yeah, the wide receivers for the back half of this. Yeah, Demetric Felton. I mean, you got all – no. No, so – but that's what I'm saying. So we're talking three, four, five – receivers now that you would have taken over these that's why they're so far down the rankings like that's that's kind of where this is this has become a little bit problematic even on the running back spectrum like where would i put spiller and walker and and those guys it's like in comparison to what we had yeah like i wouldn't put them above harris i wouldn't put them above javante i wouldn't have put them above michael carter who i loved as you know there's another four or five you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's that's the problem. Like I like last year's crop a lot more. That's why I believe we already had two running, but two or three rookies off the board at this point in last year's draft. I'll tell you what. I get the feeling the situation always matters. I think with this group of rookies for year one impact, the situation's really going to matter. I think it's I, more I, so running backs and receivers, but yes, I think it's absolutely going to matter yeah. what what workload can be there. All right, we're done here. Uh, a lot of stuff to do. Uh, day three of Senior Bowl practice tomorrow. Uh, more content coming to you here from not only us here on the TD and Fantasy Show, but obviously from the Draft Network. Uh, Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S C H U Radio. You can follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. The draftnetwork.com underneath the fantasy tab is where Jamie's mock draft lives. If you want to see all five rounds, if you want to see the deep dive, the, the breakdowns, the full paragraphs for all of these players. And again, if you're listening to this, there's more senior bowl content coming from the draft network on the draftnetwork.com, the YouTube page, and the Twitter account as well. Everybody have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.